It's title or bust for the Buckeyes, and spring football is right around the corner. Their first priority is quarterback. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers. Join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get started. So today, we're going to talk Ohio State spring football. Believe it or not, it is coming. Plus, we'll have the latest news, some Michigan basketball news as well, and Tuesday tweets. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That really helps us out. So we'd love it if you would uh, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, that way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's chop it up a little bit here with the Ohio State Buckeyes. They've been really busy over in the athletic department this year uh, with the basketball team, changing of coaches, new athletic director coming in. But the Buckeyes are ready to get it out on the football field. Uh, they have the earliest spring game of any of the teams in the Big Ten that have been scheduled so far. It'll be noon, Saturday, April 13th. And that follows 15 scheduled practices. So that, that do the math. It's coming. And we all know last season, you know, that never really ended the football season. It just, it just spun right into the offseason. The minute the clock hit zeros into Cotton Bowl, Ryan Day has been on a mission to return to Buckeyes to elite form here in 2024. I mean, he has been nonstop on all this stuff. And, um, you know, Buckeye fans, you can kind of forget about uh, the Cotton Bowl for a lot of reasons. You want to. It was the Buckeyes' first game without a touchdown since 2016. There are a lot of reasons that went into that. I mean, college football is at a different place right now, and that includes with the Buckeyes. Look, starting quarterback Kyle McCord, he had already hit the transfer portal. Marvin Harrison was there just to cheer on his teammates, which I thought was cool, but his agents didn't want him on the field to play because he's going to be a high draft pick in the NFL draft in April, probably top five pick, if not higher. So it's a new way things go. Um, it felt like a game that the Buckeyes just wanted to get through, just get over with, get on with things. Uh, it was a season that had high hopes. And due to one quarter and one interception and one bad pass at the big house in Michigan by Kyle McCord, the whole season turned. And it just it turned, just boom, gone, just over with. And it's a season I think everybody wanted to turn the page on. But the loss to Missouri also seemed to point to the fact that Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz, they're, they're not going to be the heir apparent to Kyle McCord, I don't think. I don't think anybody thinks that. Now, uh, look, um, you know, there, were, there was an injury to Brown. It was tough to gauge those two players under those circumstances. So both will be given – Ample opportunity to show what they could do in spring football. I have no doubt in my mind with that. But, you know, 
following the Cotton Bowl, leading up to the Cotton Bowl, you know, there were some portal defections at Ohio State, and it seemed like that a couple of quarterbacks that were rumored to be coming to Ohio State and fix their quarterback problem didn't pan out, at least not at first. But then the holes in the dam got plugged up one by one, and Ryan Day talked some kids into staying. Ohio State doubled down on its mill collective, got some players played, uh, paid, rather, and uh, some that were even considering going to the NFL, and they decided to hang around for another year. Then, all of a sudden, Kansas State quarterback, Will Howard, he decided that he was going to come to Ohio State over Miami and Southern Cal. Okay, then. That was something going in the right direction, getting his thing turned around. He'll be a fifth-year senior. He's won a Big 12 title. He has some experience under his belt already, and uh, he's not the most accurate passer. That I, That's a question mark I have about, but he is experienced, and he is a strong runner. He's going to be great around the goal line, which is going to be really huge in Big Ten play. But that's not all, in addition to Howard. If you're a Buckeye fan, you know this. Look, five-star quarterback, Aaron Nolan, throughout this whole process of December where things could have gone either way, he was committed to coming to Ohio State. Absolutely. He wasn't going to be swayed by anything. He saw what quarterbacks under Ryan Day had been able to do with their careers, and he wanted that for himself. So Ohio State it is. He's coming. And the future quarterback seemed pretty solid and bright for Ohio State. And then – then a strange thing happened on top of all that, right? Nick Saban decides he's had enough of college football and he retires from Alabama. And he had a five-star recruit in Julian Sand that was coming to Alabama. And he announced all of a sudden, well, I'm not going to Alabama. If Nick Saban's not here. Let me see. Uh, I was recruited by Bill O'Brien when he was here at, Ohio, at uh, Alabama. He's now at Ohio State. I'm going to go to Ohio State. So... Now we have two young five-star freshman recruits coming into Ohio State. You know the Bill O'Brien story. He was there for like three weeks, and then, then he bolted. So he's gone, and uh, Chip Kelly comes in to replace him as offensive coordinator. And this is after – if Bill O'Brien did nothing else, he got he got Saiyan to commit to Ohio State. Good job on the recruiting trail, <laughs> if you will. I mean, O'Brien hadn't even hung his pictures in his office yet. He was there like three weeks before the Boston College job opened up. And he went back home to Boston to take that job. So that was a wild scenario, a wild moment. So here's what I think is going to happen when the dust clears from spring football. I think Will Howard will be named the starting quarterback. And Aaron Nolan and Justin Sane will battle and develop. I also don't think there's room for both, right? Barring injury, uh, one of them is going to portal out just like Joey Burrow did. It's just a fact of life. Look, Ohio State, they collect highly rated quarterbacks. There's only one football. There's only one quarterback position on the team, and guys transfer out. Joey Burrow, as great as he was, had nowhere to play at Ohio State. So he goes to LSU, has an undefeated season, wins a national championship, goes to the NFL, and so far so good for him. But there just wasn't any room in Ohio State. And I think that's what's going to happen with Nolan and saying one of these guys, unless somebody gets injured or has a massive setback, I think one of them will end up end up bailing out. Now, if I were to make a prediction, and again, injuries aside, I bet that Aaron Nolan is the one that stays and Justin saying transfers again. Um, just a guess, educated guess, have no insider information on that particular topic. 
Nolan has been single-minded. He's coming to Ohio State, wants to play for Ohio State. Sands already bounced around a couple of times. And I think that's maybe how this, this plays out. But I think the Buckeyes will enter 2024 in a stronger position than last year. Remember, when they couldn't decide between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And um, that even went in a couple of weeks into the season. But let's face it, both of those guys – we're a step below, maybe more than a step, than you know the C.J. Strouds and the Justin Fields that had been there before them. They just weren't as good. And Ryan Day had a tough time picking which guy was going to lead the team. I think he made the right choice in Kyle McCord, but it took him a couple weeks into the season to get all that figured out. Ideally, you don't want to be messing around with this stuff in August. Ideally, you want to get your lineup set, get your reps in, get ready for that first game. In another case, it was a season opener against uh, Indiana. So um, with that, Chip Kelly, he's in there now, in for Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Got a bunch of young, exciting quarterbacks. And also under this fact, we haven't talked about this yet either. Jim Harbaugh's gone to Michigan, right? And a lot of players are going to be going into the NFL. Michigan's in a bit of a transition period. They may still be fine. They might not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. But my point is, now, this is another thing that I don't want to say Ohio State doesn't have to worry about it, but it's a different era at Michigan right now. That whole last three years, it's over with. It's done. Maybe that takes a little less pressure off of Ryan Day at this point. He just concentrated on his young quarterbacks and the talent that he did keep there this year and make a serious run there for the Big Ten and, of course, get into the playoffs. So any of that hot seat talk about Ryan Day, whether it's whether it's perceived or whether it's real, it all died down, I think. Things can kind of get back to normal a little bit. You know, they just made a change of basketball coach. Maybe, you know, they could just focus on spring football over there with Ryan Day and get ready for the season opener against Akron on August 31st. We'd love to hear Buckeye fans on some of this. Your thoughts on the quarterback situation and how quickly it will get resolved this year? Because that's job one. You got to get that resolved. It'd be great if they could decide right in the spring after the spring game, going to the summer camp a little bit, maybe. But uh, I'd love to hear from you at Twitter at X at Talk Big Ten, number 10. Comments on YouTube as well. And don't forget you see the scroll on the bottom, our website, talkbig10 number 10.com. We'd love to hear from you there as well. So um that's what we, each and every day here this time of year, we're gonna be uh, focusing a lot more on some of the Spring football dates coming up around the Big Ten, in addition to jumping right into March Madness with all the basketball and everything that's going on as well. So uh, we're spending time talking about Ohio State, the Buckeyes, and their quarterback situation. A seventh-year senior is going to be playing quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. Got details on that and more on Caitlin Clark. All that coming up in a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. They're coming off the All-Star break, getting ready for the second half of the season. By the way, if you watch the All-Star game, I told you, take the over, right? on the. I think the over was the over-under was at 352. They scored almost 400 points. Ridiculous. It's 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 free money. Just bet on stuff like that. Quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, everything 
Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Can't score if you don't shoot, right? FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, especially you everydayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe, please. And um, that's on YouTube. You can share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. So Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy is on his way to the NFL draft, but one of his backups are going to be allowed to return for another year. How about a seventh year? Jack Tuttle. He received an NCAA waiver to return for a seventh year of eligibility. Tuttle has bounced around from Utah to Indiana, was at Michigan last year, didn't, didn't play a lot. I mean, early in the season, he came in and played in the fourth quarter, just handed off to Blake Corum when the, when the win was in the bag. Completed 15 to 17 passes throughout the year, threw a touchdown, 130 yards. We'll see if he can compete for the starting job under new head coach Sheryl Moore. Alex Orgy and Jaden Denigal will be there. Davis Warren, they're all going to be competing for that job. It'll be very interesting, I think, wide open situation there in Ann Arbor at quarterback. And by the way, FanDuel has some very early odds. We just talked about FanDuel. They have some very early odds on some big games in 2024, some select games. Would you know that the Michigan Wolverines are underdogs in two games so far that we know of? When's the last time Michigan's been an underdog? They are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home at the big house against Texas. That's right. The Longhorns are coming to Michigan this year. September 7th is that date. They are 11-and-a-half-point favorites versus Washington in Seattle on October 5th. And they're a seven-point dog at Ohio State to close out the regular season on November 30th. So we've had a lot of Michigan talk surrounding their basketball team lately. Now, Ohio State, they fired Chris Holtman. And as we mentioned last week in a podcast on Lockdown Big Ten, University of Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel stated he hasn't even thought about making a change of basketball coach with Juwan Howard. I don't know if I believe that or not, but that's what he's saying publicly. And the Wolverines are a disaster. They're in the basement of the Big Ten in basketball this year. Then the next day, the Detroit Free Press, courtesy of USA Today, puts out Juwan Howard's contract out there to let everybody know what his buyout is this year and next year and all that. And then the team loses to Michigan State this weekend at Chrysler Arena. Now, Juwan Howard was asked about his job status. He says, he's all in, man. He's all in. Loves Michigan. Believes in his process. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He's never quit anything in his life. And he promises that the Wolverines will finish out the season strong. So we'll see. One other fun note about that Michigan-Michigan State game, maybe a barometer of sorts for the Spartans. Did you know that under Tom Izzo, the Spartans have made the Final Four eight out of the ten years that they got a regular season win at Chrysler Arena against Michigan? Eight out of ten. So since Tom Izzo's been there, he's won ten times at Michigan. Eight of those ten seasons, he's gone to the Final Four. The only time they didn't was 2004, 2016. There have been 12 losses at Chrysler Arena, uh, their annual visit there by Tom Izzo and company. And his Spartans are 0-12 as far as getting to the Final Four if they lose at Michigan. So they win their game at Michigan. Chances are they're going to the Final Four. They lose there, there's no chance. They're not going. 
So they won this weekend. Spartan fans, maybe it's time to purchase some Final Four tickets. Just thinking about it. They are getting hot. They are getting hot. Scary, isn't it? We got more on Iowa's Caitlin Clark and her rise as the NCAA women's all-time scorer. Leading up to the game, we may have heard about this about a week or so ago. Cheryl Swoops, one of the all-time greats women's basketball, seemed to take a shot at Clark. Mistakenly, mistakenly said that Clark would get the record only because she's getting a fifth year, her COVID year of eligibility when the record was originally broken in four years. Wrong. She also said that Clark was like 25 years old. Wrong. Uh, and then she takes 40 shots a game, a high-volume shooter. Wrong again, Cheryl Swoops. All right, fact check time. Clark is 22, not 25. She's in her fourth year of college, not her fifth. She averages 23 shots a game, not 40. She's one of the most efficient shooters I've ever seen in my life. And she broke um, Kelsey Plum's record in 13 fewer games. Take that, Cheryl Swoops. Swoops hyperbole was 100% wrong across the board. She had no choice but to apologize and retract her statement. She did. Because the facts, the facts were all wrong. So she uh, she apologized. In fact, she even allegedly called Clark up and had a discussion with her. So say, if you want to find out what I said, ask Clark. I'm not saying anything. But anyway, she was wrong. She apologized. Voila. Meanwhile, Caitlin Clark continues to uh, add to all of her stats. We do have some basketball uh, tonight here Tuesday night. Start with the men. Iowa is at Michigan State. Speaking of Sparty just a moment ago, that's a 7 o'clock Eastern time game. And Maryland is at Wisconsin at 9 o'clock at Peacock. Wisconsin, what's going on? You were a top 10 team. Now you've lost five of six. You're not even in the top 25 anymore. There are problems in Madison. What is going on? We'll have to do a deep dive on that here on our podcast. They're missing their threes. I know that. Women's action on Tuesday night, a doubleheader on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Wisconsin, the Lady Badgers at Minnesota, 7 o'clock Eastern. Northwestern is at Nebraska, 9 o'clock Eastern. Hey, um, I want to tell you that Locked On has launched a brand new 24-7 uh, streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. Check that out. Uh, it's 24-7. And like top of the hour, bottom of the hour, new stuff. This show will appear on there all the time. Uh, so after this, go check them out. Um, you can check it out and on YouTube and subscribe there after you subscribe here. So Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Big Ten. Check it out. Um, also, what we like to do here on Tuesday, our Tuesday tweets, if you follow me on Twitter or X at Talk Big Ten, chances are I follow you back. I always scroll through there, especially over the weekend and into Monday, looking for just good, witty, good stuff good content. Always put it out on Tuesday tweets right here on this podcast. That is coming up next. We'll see if yours made the list right here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, I used to have to hire people in a former job, former life. And if you work at a small office and you have a job opening, now you got, you got to do your work. Everybody else is doubling up and you got to take time to find candidates to hire. You don't want to hire the wrong person. Um, so if you are a small business and you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, uh, check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help build the right professionals for your team, put your team together faster and for free. Now, 
LinkedIn isn't just some other like job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That means if somebody hands into you, boom, surprise, here's my two weeks notice, you can you could possibly have their replacement interviewing 24 hours later, possibly. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. So LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions. That's a hard deal for some people. They make it easy. Make the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so what we like to do here on our features on Tuesday, Tuesday Tweets, going to put them on the screen. If you're audio only, we'll try and describe them as best as we can. So we'll go full screen with this. And uh, we'll start it off with at Spartan Shadows. Checking it. It's a picture of Tom Izzo sitting there on the bench and uh, coaching the team against Michigan. Under Tom Izzo, no Michigan State team has ever lost to Michigan in Ann Arbor and still made a Final Four. Conversely, Michigan State teams that have won in Ann Arbor have made a Final Four 80% of the time. We just did that. We just talked about it. Here's a picture and a tweet. Social media is all over it. Also, from that game, Michigan-Michigan State, some highlights. That's a pretty cool action shot right there from at Barstool, Michigan State. Uh, blessing your feet on this Monday afternoon with a piece of art. Uh, also, uh, more. More in Michigan State at MSU content. It's a picture of uh, Tom Izzo. It's a picture of the women's basketball coach at Michigan State as well. This past weekend, Michigan State men's and women's basketball both swept Michigan in the same season for just the seventh time in the history of the rivalry. Regular season time only. Uh, 2024, 19, 05, 04, 1999, 1991, 1986. Congratulations. Big weekend for Michigan State. All right. What else do we have here? Okay, Michigan fans, not to be outdone, they are still celebrating this national championship of football. This is from at UM fan Josh. In honor of President's Day, the Mount Rushmore of plays from the Michigan unforgettable national title season. It's a quad box of pictures. There's a picture of Jalen Milrow getting stopped uh, from Alabama. Mike Sandrastrell with the national championship clinching interception against Washington. Rod Moore and the clinching interception against Ohio State in the fourth quarter at the Big House in November. And Blake Coram's overtime Rose Bowl touchdown to take the lead over Alabama. I would agree. I think those are the four biggest plays. Good job, Josh. Those are the four biggest plays of the year for Michigan. Here we go. They just, they're just not going to. Here's a, here's a screenshot of the Michigan-Washington game early on. It's from at Blue. He said, I was sad that it was a Monday morning, but then I remembered Michigan won the national championship. Go Blue. Another excuse to go ahead and mention it. <laughs> Swanky Wolverine. We always have one from him. This is the logo of the NFL Scouting Combine that's coming up here in a few days. 
2024. Except the combine, they took the M and they made it a uh, a maze black M for Michigan scouting combine. Michigan, uh, eighteen Michigan. That's a record, by the way. Eighteen Michigan football players invited to the combine, and he says the NFL updated the logo for next week's combine. Or or Swanky Wolverine did. Pretty good though. Uh, this is from at the Big Ten Network. If the season were to end today, basketball season. This is how the men's basketball tournament would look. Let's take a look at it here. So the first round, uh, March 13th, you got Ohio State taking on Penn State and Michigan taking on Maryland. Then the second round on March 14th, you got Rutgers versus Iowa. Michigan State is sitting there waiting for the winner of Ohio State, Penn State. Indiana versus Minnesota. And then Nebraska sitting there and waiting for the winner of the Michigan-Maryland game. And, of course, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, and Wisconsin all get the double bye. And they will play starting the quarterfinals on March 15th. So there you have it. It is right around the corner. Here is from Indiana football. Hey, why not? Don't mention Indiana football a lot. They're getting ready for their spring game, the IU spring game. It's got uh, four players superimposed over the over the stadium. Thursday, April 18th, Memorial Stadium. This is why we're doing a lot of spring football previews right now. It is here. It is coming. Everybody's promoting it. They're big uh, spring games. Kurt Segnetti, the new head coach there. You know, Tom Allen didn't really like to announce spring games. Didn't want anybody checking out any film on them. They had more of a scrimmage, but I, I guess now with the new coaching regime, going to be more of an official spring game. Here is from at Iowa Women's Basketball, a uh, montage of Caitlin Clark. Nice-looking picture there. Big 10 power after she got the mark for the all-time scoring mark. And here's another one from her uh, picture billboard in New York City. This is from at Ben Scott Stevens. It says, you break it, you own it. That's right. That's what your kid, your parents used to tell you when you were a kid in the store. You break that, we got to buy it. I don't want to pay for it. But you break a record, you own it. That's hers. That's on T-shirts all over Iowa. This is a Nike billboard to commemorate Caitlin Clark becoming the all-time leading scorer in Division I women's college hoops history and now on display in New York City, right outside the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. That is very cool. And that is a look at our Tuesday tweets. Don't forget to join us on Twitter at TalkBig10, and maybe your uh, your tweet will be up there. Put it on Tuesday Tweets. If you're new to the program, we always do features like this at the end of our podcast. In addition to Tuesday Tweets, we always have on Mondays our Big Ten Top Ten list, my observations from the weekend, and uh, Tuesday Tweets. Wednesday, we have our Big Ten Power Rankings for men's basketball. We'll have that back out uh, tomorrow. And also on Thursdays, a Big Ten Network, Big Ten Classics, and live programming, getting you ready for the weekend. And then our picks, we'll pick the games on Friday over the weekend. So that's always a lot of fun. Glad you could join us here today. Always invite you tomorrow as we look ahead to more spring football and, of course, college basketball as well. Many ways for you to interact with this podcast. Don't forget Twitter, at TalkBig10, number 10. Also on our um, our uh, website, which I uh, thought I just put back on the screen there. And there, we got it. I wanted to get it on. There you go. TalkBig10, number 10.com. Uh, and comments here on YouTube as well. Before you go, please subscribe. That helps us out. Subscribe for free and follow us on this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And when you're done, don't forget to check out our friends over at Lockdown Sports Today, 24-7 streaming 
right there. Uh, you can go check them out and subscribe as well. Thank you so much. Always enjoy our visits. Be back tomorrow. Get more college football and, uh, and basketball from the Big Ten because we love it. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.